Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. What was that guy's name? I don't know. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Elaine. Jason Bateman. That's right. I'm Carly. No. Jason Bateman's an actor. Justin Bateman, right? Justine Bateman? Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. It's Bateman, though. It's something Bateman. Bateman. It's Jason and Justine, his sister. No, I mean the character from American American Psycho. Psycho. But Jason Bateman is the actor from um, Teen Wolf 2. Ozark. <laughs> no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Your go to is Teen Wolf 2? Yes. Not even Valerie's family or the Hogan family? Or... Nope. You go with Teen Wolf 2. Teen Wolf 2. Patrick, perhaps? That's Bateman? it. Patrick, Patrick Bateman. Bateman. <laughs> Which definitely is Jason isn't Bateman. Jason. <laughs> Jason Bateman was in Hancock. He was in Hancock. He was also in Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> I have a headache. He is not in the movie we're doing today. <laughs> What are we doing today? Well, no, wait a minute. We have a thing. Don't don't get ahead. No. Do your, Did I'm, you guys even I'm introduce Tony. yourself? <laughs> <laughs> we take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is Tony's pick. Carly's pick. pick. Carly oh, did. Carly's pick. Sorry. Tony picked it. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I know it's not Tony's she's not pick. Wrong. I was yeah. just looking at Tony. I was mesmerized by the sound of his voice. All right. Take two. Go. I didn't have a movie idea, and Tony said, do this movie. So I am hosting a Tony pick this month. Which, Yo. which is funny because it was almost the other movie, which has Patrick Bateman's brother in it. Does He has a movie with the brother in it. Mm. But we'll get to that. All right, so we're doing 1990s. Let's no, go to the Wayback Machine. Bad Influence. Rules of Attraction. Ah, yeah. There was one point when John goes, what year was this? Because <laughs> it was like like oh. the bands were very like early the, grunge. The movie's very like 80s. The movie's 80s, but the music was like 90s. But, it, but it's it 90. Was, and I was thinking about it because uh, I listened to a, a podcast that was talking about the movie Seven. I love Seven. You've probably mm-hmm. seen it a million times. What's that about? It's only this is only four years earlier than seven. Really? But it seems like really? different worlds. <laughs> yeah. Seven it seems came like, like ninety four. Wow. Ninety five. This came out in ninety. I have seen seven one time. That was plenty. <laughs> I saw it one time too, and that was also plenty for yeah. me. Uh, but uh, that was that surprises me. Yeah. All right. Well, this movie was written by David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Keop. I was oh, like, I was please tell me. What else did he do? Welcome back to the podcast. We have all done one of his movies. Really? Yeah. What are they? What As did of I do? today, you did The Shadow. <laughs> Great movie. Elaine did Death Becomes Her. Love that movie. And Tony did The Mummy. Shink. <laughs> the new one with the one where Elaine's like, if it's on, you'll watch it. We haven't seen it since. Why is it we don't have TV. <laughs> We are directed by Curtis Hansen, who also directed L.A. Confidential and 8 Mile. Good movie. Not hmm. 8 Mile. L.A. Confidential is a good movie. 8 Mile sucked balls. I never saw it. You like 8 Mile? I never saw either of No, I didn't movies. want to see Falcon battle rap Eminem. He wasn't Falcon then, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't. He was Papa Dive. His real name was Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it because I don't care. But Isn't it in your hometown or something? Yes, but I don't It's not but my can't hometown. You, can't you go, oh, I, I am from the school. suburbs. I can do that, but I'm from the suburbs. Thank you. When we drive but to her mother's house, like, ooh, eight mile. There it goes. I don't want to watch a movie about rapping. I do like the soundtrack of that movie. I thought you would watch it just so you go, I've been there, I've been there. That movie's I don't terrible. watch things I don't have interest in. <laughs> it's not even Unless good. you make me. <laughs> <laughs> and Feminine's not that a good actor. That is true. All right, this movie is starring Rob Lowe. Welcome back to the podcast from Thank You for Smoking. Elaine oh. thinks of him only during Wayne's World when he Every gets... time I see him, I see him getting out of his car after that rectal exam <laughs> in Wayne's World. Every time. Way. Uh, we have James Spader. Welcome back to the podcast from Stargate and Mannequin. Yes. He was great in Stargate. <laughs> and actually, this is only, what, five years after Mannequin? Was in I think it's even less. Well, look up his... I want to say Mannequin was like 87. You know what's weird? The whole time we're watching it, I th- I keep thinking, this is a strange kind of a character for Spader. But he was in Stargate, which is a very similar kind of, ca- <laughs> you know, quiet sort of a weirdo. Yeah. Nailed wow. it. 
He plays a lot of weirdos, though, like early in his yeah. career. I guess Have I just... Have you seen his current work? It's a little weird. Well, I, I love The Blacklist. I, <laughs> I like the first couple seasons. I guess I only kind of and think him... And I love him, Ultron. I like him as a bad guy, so I guess I kind of just picture, like, evil Spader. Have you seen... But he's um, done all kinds of weird stuff. Have I guess you seen I Wolf? No. Have might, you seen Wall Street? Out. Yeah, he was good in that. I have, I have seen see Wall Street. He played a lawyer. I'll tell you what. I have seen Wall Street. I think I have seen it multiple times. I remember nothing about that movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great movie. It's about Wall Street. I know that Emilio Estevez's dad is in it. Is they, <laughs> Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Emilio Estevez's brother is in it as well. I couldn't think of Martin, Martin Sheen. You know from Grace and Frankie. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. I couldn't think of his name. I like how she goes with Emilio Estevez. <laughs> All right. Not Charlie Sheen. Not Charlie Sheen, oh. who's the star of the fucking movie. Sorry, Martin Estevez. Who's got fucking tiger blood. Carlos Estevez, man. Winning. All right, so not so winning is <laughs> the character of Claire, who is played by Lisa Zane, who she was also in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. She For was second, the daughter. I was like, is she a welcome back to... No, that's the wrong Freddy movie. Um, and she was in Monkey Bone, which Tony told me was it's terrible. a notable movie, at least it's most people good. have heard From of her, it. I had not. From her IMDb, it's notable. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, she's the girl that Rob Lowe said is one of, the, is one of if not the best kisser He's ever kissed. Wow. Interesting. Good for him. On his podcast. His podcast is pretty good. Okay. Marsha Cross makes a couple brief appearances in in here. She's from Melrose Place and Desperate Housewives. Elaine said, oh, she's crazy. He doesn't want to marry her. I'm like, this is not Melrose Place. (laughs) I said, it doesn't matter. You see Marsha Cross, you think of her pulling that wig off. She's crazy. (laughs) She's not crazy in this. No, not in this. The character of Pismo... That's a terrible name, by the way. Pismo. Yeah, that is... I, don't think you, I think it's pronounced Pismo. Pismo. Not Pismo. <laughs> unless you're five. It's played by Christian Clemenson. That dude has like a hundred acting credits, but I didn't recognize him. He looked familiar um, like he was a scientist in something where robots kill somebody. He's been in like 50 episodes of CSI no, Miami, 50 <laughs> episodes of Boston Legal. He was an American crime story, the OJ trial one. Well, Boston we watched Legal. that. Yeah, Boston that Legal awesome. star James Spader. <laughs> um, the bartender at the club Tony pointed him out He is Grand L. Bush He is a welcome back to the podcast He was one of the Sorrells in Streets of Fire uh, and, I knew him from Pirates and, of the Caribbean No he's not in there oh. He was in oh, not that one. Demolition Man As the young Zachary Lamb Wow nice. <laughs> so well, he's his... on his third appearance <laughs> You gotta put him on the list Catch him up <laughs> He's up there with Stallone and, and the Poots. Oh, I don't know if he's up there with Stallone. No one's up there with he's Stallone. He's up there with Poots. Um, Howard is played by John Delancey, who is Q in the Star Trek mm-hmm. universe. Yep. Um, he has a lot of other acting yeah, credits, been... but that's where I know him from. He's um, a working actor. Kathleen Wilhoyt. That's how you say her name. Um, She plays Leslie, his assistant. She is from Roadhouse, and she played Luke's sister in Gilmore Girls. That's where I knew her from. (laughs) That's where I know her from. God damn. Tony was like, I know her. And I looked at her. I was like, you don't know her from what I know her from. I was was trying to figure out how I know her the whole time. And I looked through her IMDb, but I guess I just didn't stick out. But God, it's driving me crazy. She was in Roadhouse. There is a special mention David Duchovny makes a very brief yeah. appearance in this movie. Where the fuck was he? He is at the club you, you the first time that um, they go to the club. So he was hanging he out on set one day. He is standing at the bar bucket. next to them for about one second. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to know why he doesn't love me. But he is a welcome back to the podcast. He's been a few. From Evolution and California. California. This is his third time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, it's him and what's that guy's name again? Grand L. Bush. Yeah, him. The, the, the large bush. <laughs> We've seen a large amount of bush. Oh, man. We didn't see any bush in this. We so, saw a lot of boobs. He's a large man. This movie has a 63% Metacritic, which was impressive, actually. For Metacritic? <laughs> yeah. What was this Rotten Tomatoes? 106? Yeah. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 67 tomato meter, but a 51% audience score and a 6.2 on IMDb. Interesting. The budget was $7 million, and it grossed $12,626,000. So it did not make its money back. <laughs> 
And I looked on IMDb, there were no one, two, or three star reviews. But I found a four star review. Wow. That's, this movie. <laughs> that's weird. Did you look at the user reviews? Yes. <laughs> Did you look at Elaine's review? By- <laughs> wow. Triple um, Eight gave it a four out of ten. It said, Rob Lowe is a sexy drifter, and that, folks, is that. <laughs> he is a sexy drifter. For what? what it's worth, this movie is okay at times. <laughs> okay, that should be on the poster. Okay at times. You know what? That sounds like a four star review. I applaud this guy for being accurate in his rating. That is opposed to normal guys that are like, this movie's fucking terrible. Three stars. <laughs> like, what? I'd rather and eat dog shit. Four stars. Roger Ebert. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> Come he welcome gave it back. Three out of four stars. Interesting. The movie sneaks up on you. Rob Lowe's character walks into the life of a cowardly financial analyst and treats him to some assertiveness training that is more than he bargained for. That's all he said. That is not all he said. He uh, did a whole synopsis. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, I'm sure he, he wobbled on and minutes. on about it. <laughs> He talked about um, how this movie could have been titled Sex, Lies, and Videotape if that movie hadn't already come out. That would have been. Uh, <laughs> it would have been a good title. He talked about a lot of stuff. I Honestly, read it, the title of this is pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, what'd you think going in, Elaine? I thought, this could be good. <laughs> what about you, Tony? <laughs> I was like, Carly, you should do this movie because I was thinking about doing it, but I haven't seen it in 25 years. <laughs> So it may not be great. So I want that to be on you and not yeah. me. <laughs> Sounds about right. What about you, John? I was thinking I wanted a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. Had uh, you seen this before? No, I'd never heard of this. Wow. Uh, Tony owned it, but we still ended up renting it because it was skipping. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was like, I've never opened this yeah. before. <laughs> Why did, it was just one of those things where Can I you bought it because I was like, I'm going to watch this again. And like, what did like you do? A $2 or at something? Walmart or something and, and fucking... You said it was you, so it wasn't Walmart. But. Oh, okay. Like a Blockbuster, maybe? Maybe. And now you can't bring it back because Blockbuster's not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's only one left, and it's... In Canada. It's a B&B now. No, I really? think there's still one in Alaska. I think it's Canada. I don't know. Alaska is not Canada. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> All right, so this movie opens with... Well, that's Circuit City Alex, that's still in Canada. Who's mm-hmm. played by Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Walking out of a sleeping woman's life. He packs his things, takes some photos of them shooting, and leaves. No, no. (laughs) He takes all of the photos that have him in it, including the negative, which I thought was really weird. You know what's funny is I was thinking this movie starts with boobs. Good movie. (laughs) Is this woman dead, do we think? No, she was moving. No. No, another movie starts. He's just disappearing from her life, and I guess he didn't want any evidence he was ever there. I know. It was very strange, Mm -hmm. and her nipples were very hard. Speaking of how Jason Marble you should check that episode out. (laughs) There's boobs. There's boobs in that movie as well. There's lots of boobs in lots of our movies. (laughs) Especially the ones that are this old. (laughs) Yes. Say she's got old boobs? The older the movie, the more (laughs) boobs it's likely to have. Mm -hmm. It was like anything in the 80s was like, all right, I see your script here, but there's no boobs in this. Yeah. Let's let's stick a couple boobs in. (laughs) We have to put boobs in. I mean, Police Academy had to put boobs in. Why? Please see any movie that John has done with Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Rocky. I don't think there were any boobs in Rocky other than Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Carl Weathers? Maybe. Watch out for that. If you had dropped that in your coffee, I would laugh so hard. That was his Fitbit, <laughs> not his wedding ring this time. <laughs> All right. Shh. So as he walks down the street, he throws one of his bags in a dumpster that's being emptied. Well, that was the bag that he had the pictures and stuff in. So he's disappearing. <laughs> and then we meet our other main character, Michael, looking nervous and upset in the bathroom at work. Apparently, a huge file he manages is missing. He goes to talk to Patterson... His work nemesis. <laughs> his frenemy. Um, and uh, he's like, what happened? Only four people have access to that file. You and me and our assistants. So I didn't do anything with it. <laughs> and Patterson's like, are you trying to say I did something with it? And he's he just walks away. He doesn't stand up to him. That's when you look at him and go, damn skippy hippie. <laughs> um, so then Michael goes back to his office and he... He's like, hold my calls. Like, he just wants some alone time. But he goes in there, and his fiance is waiting for him. Today they were supposed to have lunch, and he didn't show up. Because she's crazy. 
she says in a different that she's movie. having second thoughts. And he's like, what? And she's like, about October. Not about getting married. Of course that's, I want to get married. Well, that's the worst fucking way to say that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bitch, you catch a, a kick to the face for something like that. <laughs> I don't think so. That might no. be, that might be that's excessive. That's a little bit of an overreaction. <laughs> I, think overreaction. An overreaction. <laughs> I think that that's excessive. I've been breathing air all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he, she's like, I absolutely want to get married in November. And I want to have a baby next year. And mm. then he starts having stomach pains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and she's like, I'm sorry I upset you, but I know these attacks are work-related, and you're a successful guy, and you should just relax and enjoy it. You're about to get promoted, and he's like, somebody's about to get promoted. And she's like, you know it's going to be you. And then she leaves. Because he's going to drop out. And he goes for a drink at a bar across the way. There's a woman comes in while he's drinking his beer, and she seems all frazzled. And he's like, you're having a bad day, too. And she's like, for your sake, I hope it's not as bad. Your day isn't as bad as mine. And then, I'm guessing it's her boyfriend comes in all pissed off. He's awful possessive. He's like, you can't leave me. And she's like, get away. And he's like, what's this dude looking at? And she's like, I couldn't find my wallet, so he paid for my drink. And... And he's like, get out of here. And Michael's like, it's a free bar. It's a like, public bar. I don't I just, have to leave. Yeah. And the dude just like grabs his head and slams, slams it into the bar. And and uh, and he's like, okay, I'll leave. And the dude's like, too late now. And then suddenly there is a dude behind him. It's not a dude. That it's Rob Lowe. <laughs> Alex. And he's a handsome man. Breaks a beer bottle and is like, how about you let him go? And the dude's like... What are you going to do? And he's like, let's find out. He's also not very intimidating. I don't care. Rob Lowe, <laughs> he's too pretty to be scary. I don't know. He could have an Uzi pointed at my face. He's got a little like, bit of off. a creepy, crazy vibe going on in this yeah. movie. I said, at one point, I told John that he's very handsome, but I think he's on the wrong side of the handsome, crazy thing. And by one time, <laughs> she mentioned it every five minutes. Well, <laughs> I, in the trivia, it said that he studied uh, Ted Bundy mannerisms and stuff for this movie and i was like that's crazy and then i looked up ted bundy because you know you don't know exactly what it's like looks a lot like rob lowe yeah ted bundy was apparently very handsome and charming he was very charismatic Um, i watched a movie about him it was starring um zach efron yeah yeah i saw that was pretty good you did you like it i did because people didn't really like that movie that much well fuck people i don't like is that the one we watched no no i don't think i watched it you watched the documentary that came out at the same time with me. It was like four parts. I will say that the trivia on this movie is pretty slim. Eight pieces of trivia total. <laughs> this was back before trivia existed. So. I mean, um, excuse me. No, no, it's after Cobra. Cobra. <laughs> oh, that's, is it, so is like, it after Cobra? <laughs> Cobra? Cobra took all the trivia. <laughs> There's nothing left. This, I was like, wow, this is slim pickings for a trivia. There's just really yeah, nothing happening with it. Yeah, Cobra. I still haven't read all of Cobra. <laughs> nobody nobody has read all of the Cobra trivia. I was looking, one of the actors in this movie, I was looking at their pictures mm-hmm. in, uh, in IMDb, <laughs> and it just kept saying that the actor had submitted it to, uh, like it didn't have the links to what movie it was or anything. Mm-hmm. It just said like, Photos submitted by the actor on the set of such and such. And, you know, backstage at such and such. And I'm like, I wonder if Sylvester Stallone had somebody go in and put all that trivia in. Because there's no to IMDb. And nobody's gone and done it for this movie. I think this movie... That's why sometimes you'll see the same piece yeah. of trivia written a couple different ways because more than one person has decided I need to get my sentence yeah. in about this particular <laughs> piece of trivia. Yeah. And uh, I think this was just a quick in and out movie. If I, if I remember right, they, I think he said they, they filmed this in like a month and it was David Kipp's first script he had ever written. And uh, so it was just like a bam, bam, bam. So I don't know if there's a lot to this movie or if anybody took any kind of you know, notice or anything to anything happening in this movie. You know? <laughs> I don't know. It was just like a quick... Quick independent film. But the the angry boyfriend decides that Rob Lowe looks a little crazy. And it's like, fine. He does. He's definitely got crazy eyes. Drops Michael on the floor. Well, he also has a beer bottle with glass in his hand. So he may not want to risk getting cut up by it over nothing. And then he takes his girlfriend out the back. And by the time Michael gets up, the dude who saved him is gone. Alex. Yeah, Alex is gone. He doesn't know that yet. (laughs) <laughs> or is it Frederico or other names he uses? So when Michael gets Dominique. home, <laughs> Dominique. He has an answering machine message from his fiance, 
and one from his boss, Howard, who's like, hey, I heard from Patterson that there might be a problem with the Schedule 42 file. I just want to make sure there's nothing wrong. Also, where were you this afternoon? Because <laughs> he just left work. And then his brother, Pismo, comes <laughs> out Mo piss. He needs to borrow money, but he plays with the video camera, and he's like, why did you buy this? You don't need a video camera. You should just give this away. It's a waste of money. And he's and Michael's like, do you need money? Because I'm in a hurry. And he's like, why are you in such a hurry? He's like, I left my wallet at the bar earlier. And he's like, oh, you got to go get those credit cards so you can buy more stuff. Because <laughs> he does seem to buy a lot of stuff he doesn't need. And his apartment's not very big. No, it's a weird. <laughs> it's nice, but it's about the size of this room. <laughs> it's interesting shaped. I like the architecture of it, and I like that glass block wall. I We're don't not know getting why. a glass block wall. That is so Ooh. 90s. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when it came on the screen, Tony was like, whoa, look at that. I said, remember when everybody thought that was the height of How elegance? Said, <laughs> I used to live with a person, and her, one of her walls was glass like that. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Vanilla Ice Project, and they had one of those, and he's like, this stuff is hated and dated, and he mm-hmm. broke it with a sledgehammer. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It is dated, but I don't hate it. I don't know why he has to run everything you said. I don't want it in a bathroom, though. That grout. No thanks. Ooh, no. And that's where you see it mostly, is in, it's in bathrooms. bathrooms. But uh, then he goes jogging, and while he's jogging, he stops at the bar and leaves his contact information. In case his wallet he gets turned He jogs in. weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he jogs for a long time. Like, his arms are... <laughs> Not quite Phoebe level of job, but they are flailing <laughs> they around are quite a bit. They are moving. Like Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Like, <laughs> I mean, his legs are fine. It's his arms. It makes me just... wonder, does Jane Spader work out? No. Mm. He's not a jogger. But they establish him as a jogger in this movie. It'll mm. come back later. But uh, we, when he leaves, it looks like it's maybe 5 p.m., <laughs> depending on what time it gets dark this time of year. And when he gets to the pier at the end of his jog it is dark <laughs> yes so he goes on a very long jog um and when he gets to the end i don't know if he's trying to go into a restroom or something and it's locked because he tries like to open a door and it's locked and then he turns around and he sees alex the man from the bar who saved him and he's like hey there was a woman first with him first and then she left and then he walks up to him and says hi and then they go out for a beer. And when they are at the bar with the beer, Michael just spills his guts about Patterson and the Schedule 42 file. And Alex is like, I like this Patterson guy. Also, he's doing shit because he knows you'll let him. And it's not like next week he may take your girlfriend because he knows he can. And you're just letting him do it. And, uh, and he's like, we should toast to Patterson. And Michael's like, I'm not toasting to Patterson. But then he does. And Alex, like, knocks his drink out of his hand and grabs him. And just like, your enemy? What kind of man are you? <laughs> he's like, I'm a little concerned. I don't know. And he's like, this isn't funny. And he's like, that look that you have now and the way that you're talking to me now is how you need to talk to Patterson. you got to beat him at his own game. Yeah, the eye of the tiger, man. No, sorry, it was a different movie. <laughs> And then Alex takes Michael to a club where you have to know the password to get it. And this club, it seems like it's an event. There's a newspaper in the classifieds that says what band is playing or whatever. And then there's underneath some sort of want ad for a sexual experience. And you see the one and the underneath it is the password. So you know where to go, but it's not always in the same place. Because they're, I think they're in three different places every time we go. The nymphos. Um, <laughs> so he knows the password. Yeah, the nymphs. And they're going to see the nymphs play. I was close. <laughs> when they get there, they see a couple of ladies. And Alex encourages Michael to go give them a drink and talk to them. They take the drink, split the shot up between the two of them. And, and drink it. Oh, my God. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Ruby it was 1990. <laughs> you don't... Look, if a man buys you a drink, you watch the bartender pour it. You don't take a drink from a strange man and drink it. That is true. They were asking to be date raped right there. That's just dumb. <laughs> That's not true. I didn't mean that. These aren't the feelings of this podcast. That was a terrible joke. But it was not a smart thing to do. But anyway... 
They drink it and then they like huddle together like we're not talking to you, dude. You can yeah. go away now. Get and lost. so he goes back over to, to Alex. <laughs> and Alex just starts laughing. And Alex is like, oh, give me another drink. And he goes over to them and he's so charismatic and charming that one of them, Claire, leaves with him, I guess, to go dance. And so Michael's I like... I thought it went to go bang. Maybe. Um, Michael's like, uh, I'll, can I order two of whatever... Claire's friend was having, and the bartender's like, sure, and does pour it by her, and he goes to join her, but then he doesn't have a wallet, so he can't pay for the drinks. The bartender's like, that's $55. And And I was like, holy fuck, what is she drinking? (laughs) The good stuff. In 1992. (laughs) No, it was 1992. But anyway... so the bartender calls the, the bouncers over and Michael like escapes out mm-hmm. the back door and goes home. And the next day he goes into work, goes to stand outside of a conference room where Patterson's having a meeting. And he watches as Patterson goes to pull up his file and it's baseball batting averages. It is not his file. And he comes out and he's like, what did you do with my file? And he's like... What did you do with mine? <laughs> and he's like, I don't, I'm not saying I did anything with yours, but if you put mine back online, I'll see what I can do about yours. And he was like, Go back to your office, no. and in 60 seconds, I want my file back. And then I'll put yours back. And, and then he said, He doesn't promise bitch. to put his, He never promises to put his file back. <laughs> he actually says, Go to your office, and in 60 seconds, my shit better be back. But he never actually promises to give him anything but baseball stats. So that's on Patterson. That's true. Oh, but it works, and Patterson puts his file back online. So uh, he's excited. And before he leaves work, he calls his fiance and lies to get out of dinner with her parents. And then he's like, I'm going to be here for two and a half more hours. Tell your parents I'm sorry. And uh, and then he goes to the club from last night and pays for the drinks. Which Tony noticed. The bartender's like, what? Sure, <laughs> if you say so. And then just puts the money in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> Lucky Dalton doesn't work there. That's all oh. I got to say. And he's like, also, I'm looking for Alex. Nice. Tell us time not to be nice. But Alex does not use the name Alex How we know? Here. I'll tell you. They know him as Tony. And he happens to come down the stairs. I thought it was you. Mm. <laughs> like, was Tony there? And he's like, we should go. You want some champagne? So they go to an art show. And then we see Alex talking to the woman that he was with at the pier and in being introduced to her husband. And to them, he is introduced as Maxwell Cunningham. <clears throat> and then a little later, he walks up to Michael with Claire, who knows him as Franco. And she thinks Michael's name is Dominic. Dominique. Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Dominique. A man whose wife died recently. So then they go back to Michael's house and have drinks. His brother comes over, Pismo, and Alex blows him Pismo. off. He's like, uh, can you tell him his brother is here and that I have the fears? And he's like, he's busy. Yeah. <laughs> Shuts the door. He's, look, he's going heels to Jesus right now. You have to come back. No, he wasn't going heels he wasn't, to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. This is early when he they was, first got there. He fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> like a loser. <laughs> Michael and Claire both fall asleep on the couch. And then she like wakes up. And Alex is watching them. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> and he's smiling. And he gets up and walks away. And then she goes and makes out with him a little. And then he's like, I think you should go to Dominique. Because <laughs> she would be good for him as he mourns his wife. So then uh, later, She's Michael... Like, Look, I'm getting some one way or the other. I don't care who. Michael is awakened by sex noises because he had sex with Claire and it was videotaped and now Alex is watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... Reviewing it. Turn that off. He's <laughs> like, I'm critiquing your, your performance. Oh, and both Alex and Claire are like, you should relax. We look good. <laughs> And then she runs out to catch her cab. He chases her, and he's like, I should give you a ride or at least cab fare. And she's like, I got money. He's like, can I have your number? And she's like, no. No. For what? We felt like doing it, and we did it. And that's fine. And you should be good. And she leaves. 
And he goes back upstairs, and he's like, I cannot believe you did that. But uh, Alex is like, look, I gave her to you. She wanted to be with me, and I told her to be with you. But I think maybe she would have been with you anyway, because she th- she said we're like brothers. I don't think it happened. Um, <laughs> but then he asks um, Michael what he's afraid of and what he wants more than anything. He's afraid of getting married. And he's like, okay, so don't get married. He's like, yeah, I'm engaged. And he's like, why? <laughs> like, wait, what? And then he... And he says, I didn't want to lose her. Mm-hmm. And then he wants the promotion at work. And he's like, okay, so make it happen. So then the next time we see Michael at work, he's sure the next day's figure from New York will be up. And he should act, but the company policy is not to act until the number comes out. He can make a lot of money if he acts now, though. And Alex is like, you got the balls? If you got the balls, go ahead Which and do it. Which, this is weird. It doesn't make any sense. So he's an analyst, right? He's supposed to analyze. Mm-hmm. And then shouldn't he be predicting things so that they can make money? Mm-hmm. But the company's like, no, you got to wait till you see the actual stats. But if they wait to see the actual stats, how are they making money? <laughs> because everybody can see the stats then. Like, I don't understand what his fucking job is. (laughs) And he's like, and Alex is like, is it illegal? And he's like, well, it's not exactly illegal. Wait, what? Forecasting? Looking at stocks and then making a choice? Like, Well, I think he... It's very weird. I think somebody, I don't know if it's in his company or what, somebody does the analyzing Mm -hmm. and they do predictions and then he does he does quick trades based on those predictions, but he had a good feeling about the prediction, and he was just going to go with it, where which is fine, because it's not not insider trading. But if he's wrong, he's going to lose a fuckload of money for that client. Yeah, and he doesn't, and he does it anyway. I guess so, so I don't it's know. Just, it's very unclear. It's, he does they it. don't explain it very well at all. No, they don't. And it works. Because I, I was like, is he insider trading? What, what is going on here? No. And he gets a call from Mr. Cojones. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is no one else gets that. It's like, you have a Mr. Cojones on the phone for you? Yeah, like, like, bitch, you don't speak Spanish? <laughs> no. You don't know what Cojones is? Leslie doesn't speak Spanish. Cojones. For a guy named oh. Bitch. Which is weird because they're in L.A. You, yeah. you think you would know that word. <laughs> yeah. She's very sheltered. That one in Donde Esta Biblioteca. Nobody knows that. Oh, man. But uh, Alex wants to celebrate, and he's like, I can't. I have my fiancé's parents' formal anniversary party tonight. And then we cut to him arriving at the party. What did he do to his hair? (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I said, welcome back to the podcast, Dracula's hair. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. And when she says... She's like, your hair. And he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, I like it. It's a little greasy, but I like it. And I'm like, that's a little greasy? It looks like it's dripping off the back. It's a soul glow. (laughs) It's going to leave a little puddle on the couch cushion. His shirt is ruined as it drips off the back. Oh, man. I liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But guess who's at the party? It's Alex, but this time he's Francois. <laughs> and apparently he can actually speak French because he's talking to some lady in Is that French bonjour? when he arrives. Voulez-vous coucher à moi ce soir? <laughs> la crayon, and la he, table. Apparently the story is that they've been working together for a few weeks and that Francois is from the Paris office. Oui, oui. And they're, they made a promotional video. And uh. at this point, I had never seen this movie until Tony and I watched it together the other day. And I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no! <laughs> I also went, oh no! And I was correct. And, you know, and then I turned my heart like, I can't watch! <laughs> no. The worst part was when Mick pulled the, the tape out of the VCR... He just put it down. I'm like, that's a mistake. <laughs> no, you put that shit in your pocket. No, no, you, oh. you get rid of it. You don't leave it in the pocket. I thought that too. Like when Destroy you first put it down, I thought it was going to come back and it was going to be gone, but it, it was still there. No, you take that shit with you. But I was like, Ooh. yeah, don't ever. Yeah. But Ooh. I liked how Francois pulled the car up and he's like, Hong Kong? Yeah. As soon as he, they went in the room to watch the video, he took the valet ticket out of <laughs> Michael's jacket. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I did this just so you know I did it for you. I'll be outside. <laughs> Whoops. And it's the sex tape, just in case you guys didn't get that from <laughs> from the, the naked and screen. No, the best part about and the sex tape is that the party. No, no, the best part is that no one knows how to turn off the VCR. <laughs> They're all like, oh no, what do you do? They're pushing buttons and it gets like louder. It's yeah. like, you don't know what's stopping. Faster and rewind. <laughs> the mom's about to pass out. 
It's like, I know it's 1990, but VCRs have been around for a hot minute. So it looks like we don't have to worry about that getting married bit anymore. <laughs> no, no. I definitely dump you That's if funny. my parents saw your porno. <laughs> and then they go to another password event where Claire is there again. And Michael says, my name isn't Dominic. Because she's calling to him and he's not answering. Well, that's because she... Like when people, when doctor's offices use my real name and I'm not expecting it. I forget. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I forget that is me. Carly has more laces than James Bond. Yes, her name is actually Consuela. That's because James Bond only has the one. He always uses James or Bond. She's royalty, really. She's princess. (laughs) Oh, man. And he's like, my name isn't... Dominique. It's actually Kirk. And he didn't have a wife. And he's like, you should be angry. And she's like, angry's boring. I don't feel like it. And then they get super high and super drunk. Get a little mm-hmm. bit of that booger sugar. He and Claire go off together and later she gives him her number. That Colombian nose days. candy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like how when he gives him, he's like, oh, a decongestant. <laughs> and he says, I'm keeping this. <laughs> And then he leaves with Alex, who he's no longer upset with about the video thing. He's like, actually, you did me a favor. That's because he's higher than camel nostrils. (laughs) Or giraffe nostrils. One of the two. They go to a late night burger joint where Alex sits at the counter while Michael bounces in the lobby, I guess, or the... He's got a bunny mask on. It looks like there's some sort of, like, souvenir thing where he gets a bunny mask and a kazoo or something. And he has a squirt gun. And he's like jumping up and down, yeah, squeaking, doing. I don't know. He's a rabbit. And the dude making the burger, he's a good rabbit. Seems to think that this is funny, right? Until the burger is done, and he says how much it is, and then Alex pulls a gun and makes and tells doesn't make him tells Michael to come empty the register. Yeah, and they rob the place. And meanwhile, Michael, he's pointing a squirt gun at him. Yeah. So Michael gets the money and goes into the car. And then Alex makes the guy open his mouth and he puts the gun in his mouth as this guy's probably pissing his pants and then laughs and then says bang and laughs and walks out the thing. I was like, you just traumatized that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was traumatized before it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but if somebody now. makes you open your mouth so they can put a gun in it, I mean, I think that's extra traumatized. I think that's an extra layer rather than just being robbed. And then as they drive away, Alex seems thrilled, like this gives him a high almost. But Michael is like, I need you to pull over. <laughs> and you think he's going to like throw up or something. He is super high and super drunk. Yeah, I thought he and had they, to vomit. And they just rob the place. But he just takes a few breaths, walks around a little bit, and is like, let's do it again. <laughs> and he says a 7-Eleven. Specifically, it's like, let's do a 7-Eleven. And Alex is like, they have cameras. Yeah. And then they go to a store that has a bunch of liquor. And they rob that place too. Tony's like, the liquor store probably has cameras too. Oh, <laughs> Look yeah, at all that liquor. liquor. They got cameras. It's yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Early 90s. It was 1990. It was the late 80s. So this came out in 90, so this would have been filmed in 89. Before doesn't, cameras. Doesn't really make a difference. Cameras didn't happen until 90. Right. <laughs> 89, Batman came out. And then everybody was like, so, we need cameras. What, what if we got Batman? Do you yeah. think after you know they shot one day, like, hey man, Batman just came out. Let's go see Batman. Probably. Maybe. Rob Do you think... We're shooting that this. That would be cool. So Here's my question for Tony and Carly. Do you think that was Rob Lowe's coke that he snorted in the car? You mean actually? Yes. Do Maybe. you think... I'm Not Alex's coke, but do you think it was Rob Lowe's <laughs> coke? Maybe. Because, again, in the podcast, he talks about how fucked up he was mm-hmm. filming this movie and things for, like, ten years or whatever. He was pretty bad off. So, Maybe. I I don't really know no about Rob Lowe's history. <laughs> I do know from reading <laughs> reviews that apparently some parts of this movie they were talking about like apparently he had a sex tape scandal. Oh, yeah, it came out right when the movie came women, out. Yeah. And they were like he could have been doing research for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the sex tape scandal came out right when the movie released. <laughs> so um but what was the scandal? He had a sex tape. Yeah, but that was kind of scandalous in the 90s. It made Kim Kardashian famous. The only reason why she's famous is because she yeah, banged that, out what's his I, I, on TV. I, I, but that was later was in really the... She was young, too, though. Hmm? I don't think she was, like, 12 or anything, but she was, like... 18 or something. Yeah, 17.9 or something. Like, she was... Hey, she was 18. But this was before the internet when you could just... I mean, not before the internet, but this was before, like... You could just get porn at any at the drop of a hat, and that famous people were <clears> fucking all over the place. This was a big deal in the early nineties. 
was until after there we all saw. There was a period where it was like every time a sex tape came out, it was, it was like, a really big deal. <gasps> and now it's like another one. <laughs> now nobody cares. Paris Hilton released her released her own sex tape, sex tape, and we were like, mm, that wasn't a leak. Yeah. But you remember when Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's uh, wedding. Yes. Honeymoon sex tape got My released. My Navy recruiter gave it to me. It was like, here you go. I'm like, you want me to watch this now? <laughs> I've never seen it. I never have either. I don't, know, I don't know about the size of his schlong. I hear it's impressive. Like a baby I, holding an apple. I doubt it. <laughs> All right. So a anyway. big old red delicious. You know what I mean? Michael no. starts to pass out in the car and Alex is like, not yet. And they realize that they're in Patterson's neighborhood. And they do a U-turn. He's like, that's his street. And then the ne- Michael wakes up in his bed. And Alex is asleep on his couch. He sees the stolen money on the coffee table next to him. And he also realizes that his hand is fucked up. Like he got... Tony goes, ooh, those are fighting wounds. <laughs> yeah, his, his knuckles are all bruised and cut. So then when he gets to work, a young security guard thanks him for his help um, on his accounting test or to study because he aced it. And then he goes to the break room for some coffee and learns that Patterson was beaten and mugged last night. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he, I don't know when he goes back home, but he goes home and uh, confronts Alex. And he's like, what happened last night? And he's like, oh, yeah, we beat the shit out of Patterson. <laughs> you, you beat, beat the, the shit, shit out, out of Patterson. I held him down. And he's like, don't worry, he's not going to say anything. This morning when I went out to buy the donuts, I went by his place and I made sure he knew that if he said anything, he was going to be killed. (laughs) And I'm not going to say anything, so it's cool, you're fine. And he's like, this is not fine. He is my colleague. We work together. And and I beat the shit out of him. And, uh, And he's like, you know what? Um, he's like, uh, I think we're done. And he's like, I did this for you. You got what you wanted. And then when he goes back and he's like, get out. And he's like, fine. And he leaves. And uh, and at work, he gets called into Howard's office. Patterson withdrew himself from consideration for the promotion. So Imagine that. He's going to get it. And then he goes back home and his house is completely empty. Like, this dude moves fast. His neighbor, he's in the elevator and his neighbor says, let me know how the remodel turns out. And he's like, say what now? No, no. You know, when you move out and you grab somebody's stuff, there's one thing. This dude took the fridge and the stove. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing in here. And he took, like, all the condiments. You don't steal a man's condiments. You don't take his clothes and his couch. You leave the ketchup. (laughs) How's he going to have fries? (laughs) It is completely Yeah, that Grinch even took oh. the last can of hoo hash. <laughs> he totally did. He took the soy sauce packets from the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> he goes to the club where he knows Alex was staying upstairs, but he isn't there. Um, he re-upped in the Navy. That Tony, he's a good guy. <laughs> and uh, when, go, Tony. when hey. he goes to leave, Alex is on the steps outside. And he's like, you know why I did it? To show you I could. To put your, uh, to update your perspective, put it back where it's supposed to be. And he's like, I want my stuff back. It's mine. He's like, oh, like your promotion? Like Claire? You wouldn't have this shit if it wasn't for me. And he's like, all right, fine. Keep the stuff. We're even. And he's like, you think so? (laughs) I start thinking, this is a lot like Cable Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Which I still haven't seen all the way through. It's very much like this. Maybe this was a bad influence on Jim Carrey. No, Ben Stiller. Who wrote Cable by? Yeah, but still directed it. So the next day, Patterson returns to work, and he he looks rough. Yeah. He's he's wearing the sunglasses. Michael gets a phone call from a woman, and it's Alex pretending to be a woman. He tells him, he's like, look, I sold your stuff, but there's some stuff that's not really good to anybody, like your passport and your photo albums. Oh, yeah, your wallet's over, too. Floppy drive. And uh, if you want it, you know where the oil fields are you know where the oil fields are it's by well whatever you can go get it he's like that's not really convenient well it's on my way out of town so that's as good if you want the stuff go get it so he's like I gotta go he leaves work and he goes and gets it you're not watching the boys are you no okay still haven't seen it can we talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) just gonna say Uh, (laughs) do a floppy discs floppy something Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> so, 
So uh, when Three he gets... Three and a quarter. <laughs> well, this one guy has a special ability that is... I don't tally see how whacker. this is relevant. Wow. <laughs> uh, His tally whacker does what? Chokes it people. extends and chokes people. I have heard about it. I do not wish to watch it. I don't need to hear do about it Do they show you that? Just the um, tally whacker? <laughs> yeah. Just the tally whacker. What episode? The last one that just came out. Season two, episode... Yeah, but you, Whatever. I gotta watch the whole thing. Episode right, weirdness. I don't know that that is you the story that makes me encouraged to watch if it. If you haven't watched it, you got yeah. a whole eight seasons. Like, you got at least 13 hours of it. Eight seasons? No, no two, seasons. two seasons. You said you a whole said eight. eight seasons. Oh, I meant episodes. I watched Christ. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I felt okay. like, did I go through you know a time that? warp? If we're going to talk about random shit that has nothing to do with this movie, then this we episode watched the, the first episode of the new season of The Great British Bake Off dropped, and <gasps> we watched it. <laughs> I thought that happened. Hey, Carly, but did you know what? Crocodile Dundee? Guess what? We got rid of Netflix. Oh. You're welcome. So you might have to find over, a different way to watch it. She can come over I mean, it's a BBC it. show. It's not a Netflix show. I know. I wonder if it's on so There's got to be another yeah. way to watch it. Um, anyway, so he goes and he gets the box and then he goes home and to his empty house and uh, his TV and video recorder are in his uh, are back. Jack. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, it, he, there's a videotape. He puts it in, and it's Alex standing in his living room wearing no shirt but his jacket. And, uh, and he's like, I did this for you. And Claire comes over. And then on the tape, he sees Claire get led to the back bedroom and scream a bunch. And uh, then he goes back there, and the door is nailed shut. And he has to break it down. And she is dead in the room. Killed with his golf club mm. by a man wearing his jacket in his apartment. And back on the video, Alex just laughs. And then it turns out that he's here. He's sitting on the steps. And he's like, you thought we were even before. Now we're even. And when he comes down the steps, Michael goes to like grab him. And he punches him down. Takes he's like, the tape. You're, you're still James Spader, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't even think about going to the police. I have covered all my bases. And then he takes the tape. Yep. Which I wouldn't have gone to that room. I would have taken the tape and walked right out the door. <laughs> it would look uh, better for you, probably. If this dude that <laughs> stole doors. all my stuff, all my stuff shows me a, a tape that makes him look like he's murdering a woman, I'm not going to check and see if she's alive. I'm assuming she's dead. I'm taking the tape and I'm running out of there. Mm-hmm. Call mm-hmm. the police. So uh, he's just laying on the floor, and his brother comes over, and he tells his brother what happened, and his brother says it was just a matter of time. (laughs) And uh, he's like, you can't go to the cops. They don't even know that we don't even have evidence this dude exists. (laughs) As far as everybody will be concerned, you killed her. So they wrap her body in sheets or curtains, and uh, they wrap the golf club in newspaper. They drop the golf club in a dumpster and the body in the tar pits, which are apparently right across the street from his work. <laughs> and I said, well, that's smart because the volcano will take care of it. When <laughs> Tony said, won't that just preserve her forever? Yes, it will. Until it becomes a fiery inferno in Volcano. <laughs> At least our episode about Volcano, Tommy Lee Jones' best movie Is that ever. the one with the magma? Magma. What is that? What's lava? <laughs> no, what's magma? What? Oh, man. So he goes to work, and Leslie, his assistant, is, she gives him her transfer paperwork. And he's like, why are you transferring? And she's like, you haven't spoken to me in days. Something is different about you. You want me to call you Mick all of a sudden, and I don't like working for you anymore. And he's like, can't, can't we talk about this? And she's like, what do you want to talk about? But now she's gone to the doorway and partially closed his door, and he's distracted because what's behind the door? The golf club. And he's like, holy fuck. I don't feel like we needed this conversation at all. Why do we care that she's getting transferred? She's hardly a character. It's so you can see the golf club. It's hardly. All he needed to do was go in, his, in, close his door behind him, sit his desk, look up, and there's the golf club. <laughs> <laughs> this chick is hardly a character. So he calls his brother. Alex must have followed them. And now what are they going to do? He looks out the window and he sees emergency vehicles at the tar pits. 
and they pull he goes down there and he watches on the side of this road as they pull a body out of the tar pits. And, and by pull you mean literally because someone's like job how? is hangs off of this rope by a line and pulls this dead body how out of the tar. Did they find Not enough cheap in China for that fucking job. How did they no find this body? body? Yeah. How did they find this body? Even if Alex called in a tip that there was a body dropped in the I tar pits, how did they find this body? Mm. Osmosis. <laughs> and the best part is Rob Lowe's eating popcorn. Yeah. He sees him across the way and he's just smiling and eating popcorn. Hey. And then he disappears. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like he's Winter Soldier. So uh, he goes to Pismo, Pismo's place and they talk about how Pismo can't go back to jail. He'll die in there. And Michael is going to hang in the, and there's nothing they can do about it. And he's like, unless maybe I kill him. But I'd have to know where to find him in order to kill him. And then he's like, hold on, I know where to find him. Do you have a copy of whatever the news is? The Village Voice. The Chronicle. (laughs) And uh, and Pismo's like, stop thinking like this. Now you're thinking like him, and it's not cool. Um, Michael's like, um, he gets the newspaper, and he's he's like, I know where to find him. And Pismo's like, you're not going there. You stay here. All we need is his fingerprints. We got to get his fingerprints. The cops have a file on me. They probably have a file on this dude. We just need his fingerprints so we can prove that he was here. And, you know, so he's like, you stay here. I'll go to the club and I'll try to get his fingerprints. And he's like, all right, I'll stay here. But he doesn't. (laughs) Pismo goes. Alex is at the club. He's sitting at a table with the girl from the pier in the art show. And uh, then another lady walks by and gives them the eyes. And then they all, one by one, exit the table and go to the bathroom, I guess. What are they doing in there? um, (laughs) I don't know. He comes back rather quickly. (laughs) Maybe some coke. Setting up a rendezvous. Hmm? Rendezvous, yeah. But Pismo goes to get his beer bottle off the table. And he sees that the other lady has left her purse, which is clear. <laughs> yes, and that's very 90s. reads her address off of her driver's license. And, uh, and then he bounces. But Alex does see him and is like, what the hell? And tries to chase him out, but he's gone. But during this time, Michael has gone to his work and talked to that security guard he helped study. And he wants to borrow his gun for the weekend because he has $40,000 in cash on him for the weekend. And he doesn't feel safe. Yes. And the guard is like, I'm really not comfortable with this. And he's like, but you're the only person that I can go yeah. to. And, it's a and the guard gives him his gun. <clears throat> and uh, somehow Alex beats it's Pismo like, back really? to his house and is waiting to kill him. And uh, Pismo manages to see him in a reflection and get away. He goes for the fire escape. Alex figures that out and almost knocks him off. And he's hanging from something off the it's fire escape. It's a telephone escape. pole. <laughs> and just as Michael pulls up, which is as John would say. That's amazing. <laughs> no, what's amazing is that Alex, who's already killed one person, doesn't kill the brother, but sees Michael and is like, oh no! <laughs> Like, why, why did that scare him off? That makes no sense. Why is the mummy scared of cats? Because they're the gatekeepers to the underworld. <laughs> he doesn't want to get stuck down there. That at least <laughs> makes fucking sense. So like you said, Alex leaves. And uh, as he's leaving, we see him bust out one of the brake lights of Michael's car. <clears throat> and Pismo manages to get down onto the fire escape again. Uh, they can't find Alex. He's gone. Michael's like, uh, I'm going to go after him. And Pismo's like, don't do that. Um, And he sees that he has a gun. He's like, what the hell are you doing with that? And uh, Michael lets him take the gun and he gets in the car. He's still going after him. He's like, if you do this, then he's won. And uh, then he sees that the car has been tampered with. Apparently he busted out the taillight and then took the cord and put it in the gas tank. So. Pulled out the socket, the light bulb socket, and put it in the gas tank. So when he puts on, turns the brake on, the brake light socket sparks and blows up the car. Exploded. But this only had like a $7 million budget, so... So it didn't actually happen. So they there was no explosion. <laughs> they pulled the cord out. They touched the brake. It went, shoop, sparked in his hand. He ripped the cord out, and he still left. Um, or we 
think he still left. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to a house, the woman from the Pierce house, where Alex is having a threesome with the ladies he was with at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets up and goes to the bathroom, and while he's in there, he's picking up a few things, which he hides behind his back, and he's like, I'm going to go get something to drink. The ladies are like, come back. <laughs> with the blonde lady goes, they're the lady <laughs> from the club in the white dress is like, I'm next. But we can tell like, I don't think so. that he is walking out of their lives now because he's got a bag and he's picked up all the shit that's his. He grabs Michael's jacket, which he has taped underneath the counter. It's the piano. Oh, the piano? Yeah. It's under the piano. It it's a piano. <laughs> and uh, he goes to get something out of the fridge. I guess a drink that he can take with him. And Michael has snuck in. And he attacks him with a knife. How are all these people breaking into apartments? You <laughs> obviously have no breaking in entry skills. It was the 80s. My guess is at that house, there was at least one door that was open. I don't know. That was a big fancy house. They locked their doors there. But it was on the beach and he was in the house. You could hear the wind chimes. There's like a screen door. <laughs> I thought the wind chimes was from when Michael entered the... I thought that was a clue that Michael was there. I don't know, because he didn't seem super suspicious. Because he, he paused like, when well, he, he heard, heard the, the He heard the noise. He though. heard the wind chimes and he paused. But they're on the beach. It could just be wind. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like, mm-hmm. let me get a weapon and hide somewhere. No, he just was but like, he was, get But he paused and you see him pause and I think he, and then he was just kind of like shook it off and kept going. And uh, Michael puts the knife up under his chin Far enough that you can see blood coming down. And he's like, um, you're going to die with your mouth closed. And he's like, you're not going to kill me. You can't. I didn't teach you how. And then they have a little scuffle. And he and Alex gets a knife. And he's like, but now I'm going to show you. And Michael runs. And he runs all the way back to the pier where they met each other that day after the bar incident. And, uh... And Alex basically has him in a corner and is like, I'm going to kill you now. And Michael pulls a gun out from the gun out from under a table and pulls it on him. And he's like, oh, okay." (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you're not going to use that. And he starts to advance toward him and he shoots at his feet. See, now in in another 48 hours, you have a similar line. Eddie Murphy had a gun, and the guy says, you ain't got the guts to do it. Oh, yeah. So he shoots him, and he goes, anybody else want a limp? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, but this time that he, was a much better one. This time he aims for Rob Lowe's driving shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alex is like, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> so let me tell you, man, from the bottom, from the bottom. <laughs> My bad. And he's like, people are such hypocrites. They move through life pretending to be all innocent, but they aren't. And that's why I did this. Because you're not as innocent as you, I guess, make everybody think. And he, he's like, uh, you're sorry about Claire? You're sorry about Patterson? What are you, so you're sorry about trying to kill my brother? And he's like, uh, he's, he basically reveals that Michael didn't beat Patterson. Um, he, he was did. passed out in the car. That Alex is the one that beat Patterson. And he just smashed his hand on the concrete a couple times he still committed a couple robberies but he says to him that's why i killed claire and i beat patterson and i tried to kill your brother and then he's like did you get all that and pismo was on the roof of this bathroom building i guess um videotaping it and he's like every word but then he stumbles because he's pismo (laughs) and then there's a little bit of a distraction and he's like watch out because alex tries to get the gun and michael shoots him and he goes over the side of the pier and then they just watch and look and they never see him surface and pismo goes and calls the police who get who a lot of police show up rather quickly rather quickly and uh, <laughs> and then michael's like you don't have to come with me and he walks down the pier to go talk to the well, police. pismo goes what are you going to tell him and he says the truth mm-hmm. and then i thought he said you don't have to come with me Something like that. But yeah. he does. But he does. And he brings the camera. Because he doesn't, like, Michael doesn't the take camera? the camera with him. Yeah. And I was waiting for like, I was waiting for a little hand to come out and grab the camera and take it to the water <laughs> with him. Like, and you're done. Bad and that's the <laughs> end. Badder so. influence. Badder influence. <laughs> You'll mostly like this. 
worst influence. Oh, man. What did you think, Elaine? All right. My favorite character is Leslie. She's the only one that was likable. Who's Leslie? The, the, the secretary. That she oh, said okay, wasn't okay. even a character. <laughs> but she seemed like a likable person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite character is Michael. Mm-hmm. I didn't find this character sympathetic. I don't... I don't know who this movie is for and what my motivation for watching this is because Michael isn't a like enough a likable enough character that I feel bad that Rob Lowe is fucking with him this way like, like Cable well you, did you see Cable Guy I have seen Cable, cable Guy uh, Matthew Broderick is likable you feel bad for him because Carrie's fucking his life over like and I this do- guy's kind of a prick like I don't even like we don't see enough of his life where like if it was Pismo no, I'm doing it. Pismo <laughs> seemed like he has gone through some stuff and is having a hard time. Yeah. And if he was the one that all this bad stuff was happening to, I would feel more sympathetic. I like, and but I just didn't like that character, and I don't know why this movie was made. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene is the porno at the anniversary party because it was fucking hilarious (laughs) my favorite line is you make a very funny face when you come (laughs) which rob lowe says when he gets caught watching the porno he made by michael who's like what are you doing and my favorite tertiary object is from the third is from when pismo goes to get his prince at the club the dancers have these light bulbs with leaves on the end yeah <laughs> there's what a is weird that? dance show happening at the club there's, a, there's a thing happening <laughs> these clubs and it's getting... weird but it was very intriguing because they're like large fluorescent lights with large. leaves on the end it was very strange um i don't know who this movie is for but it is not for me i give it a nay <laughs> there's not an name mm. all right john mm-hmm. what do you think um my favorite character is Alex before the dinner party at the parents' house. <laughs> My least favorite character is Alex after that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because <laughs> he's definitely different. Um, my favorite scene is also the porno at the dinner party because mm-hmm. that is awesome. <laughs> if you ever want to break up with someone, that's the way to go. <laughs> Please don't. That's so that's cool. A that's so cool. That, that yeah. <laughs> Ballers deep. <laughs> Your ballers deep. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is, you make a funny face when you come, but it's when James Spader says it to Rob Lowe at the end of the movie when he's holding a knife to his throat. Mm-hmm. So, haha, it's different. And my favorite... That's op- a callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a callback. From our early episode, like episode one. <laughs> oh my god! You see our episode on the losers, where I explain what a callback is. Is it the losers? the losers. I got so mad in the losers when he said this was a callback. I'm like, that's not a callback. <laughs> All right. Or no, it was something else. I know. No, it was a takers. I'm not going to tell you because you're being an asshole. Because <laughs> what I was a callback favorite... was to the losers. Your turn is over. You shush. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object has got to be the videotape. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Videotapes. Of the videotape. Whenever there's a videotape or a cassette, I usually pick that. That's and true. Videotape. Go on videotape. Mm-hmm. And I will give this a maybe. Mm-hmm. Because it was intriguing enough to see where I'm like, all right, well, let's see where this goes. Oh, that's where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So it was intriguing enough for me to see, want to see the end, mm-hmm. but it was like, hmm. All right. What about you, Tony? Favorite character, Michael, because mm-hmm. it's James Spader. Mm-hmm. It's James Spader. His favorite like character is Alex, because he was a terrible, terrible person. Mm-hmm. Favorite line, if you get in bed with, if you get in bed with the devil, sooner or later you got to fuck. That was a good one. Favorite scene is the first art gala that they go to where people are like, fucking on the stones and there's just all these weird fucking it's it's like 80s secret club things it was, mm-hmm. just, it was just crazy my favorite tertiary object are the blade clubs that they go to mm-hmm. because I'm waiting to, I was waiting to see vampires like doing surgery on each other like in the blade movies because there was just all this weird shit going on all <laughs> sprinklers go off and yeah blood. starts raining blood I'll maybe the movie it's alright you know. any, any Tracy Lords there yeah 
It may be for Tony. All right. All right. Carly. My favorite character was also Leslie. Mm-hmm. With Claire as a number two because she was also a likable character. She was. Claire wasn't <laughs> even in it. Yes, she was. She, she was in it more than Leslie. <laughs> she definitely <laughs> came. She was in it, got boned down, and got killed. But she made like three appearances. Yeah, she did. And in two of them, she was butt booted naked. Oh, well. Good for her. Uh, my least favorite character was Alex. My favorite scene was the anniversary party. My favorite tertiary object was Marsha Cross's hair. Because mm-hmm. every time she was on the screen, she had some weird hairstyle. That was, uh, That's so called intense. 1990. <laughs> and my favorite line is the same as Tony's. Get in the bed with the devil sooner or later. You're going to fuck. Mm-hmm. And I will also may bay it. You know, may bay your own movie? I didn't mm-hmm. pick this movie, Tony did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the worst ratings that have happened. But from what I understand, there are better versions of this type of storyline. Um, I it, it was interesting. I did want to know what, what happened. happened. See? And you but get that you're like, eh. <laughs> I don't feel like I need to watch it again. <laughs> so uh, that's that. So please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast, on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs, or you can email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com. And tune in next week. On the podcast for Elaine's pick. All right. So. Oh, Jesus. We've been met. This movie keeps coming up. And so I looked it up on IMDb, and I realized I can do this movie. So I'm doing Hocus Pocus. There's something just something coming up, too. <laughs> because I've had to watch two movies in a row I didn't really enjoy. <laughs> and I know that Tony's going to make Wait me watch a minute. A s- what movie? Uh, Bad Influence, and then see our previous episode that I made on Batman vs. Dracula. You hated Batman vs. Dracula? I don't remember that. It just happened last week. I know. I she may made it. I made it. Wow. And I didn't John say I hated it. it. I didn't say I hated it. I said I just watched two movies I disliked. (laughs) And I know Tony's going to make me watch a really scary movie. (laughs) So she wants a little comfort. I'm being bombarded (laughs) with Hocus Pocus on my Instagram feed because one of the makeup companies I I follow, no, one of the makeup companies I follow just released a Hocus Pocus collection. So every single person is posting about it. So Well, I'm going to do my best not to name this movie because I fucking hate it. But Look, I haven't seen it in 20 years, so maybe it's currently go three sizes this day. It's currently on Disney Plus. Okay. And yeah. so, which I also looked well, up, is it available? Because I wasn't going to pick it if it wasn't available, but it's on Disney Plus. So, okay. we're gonna, so it is why. I'll tell you what, though, just for that, I'm not picking Dragnet after you. Oh, we're not picking Dragnet anyway. <laughs> it's October. I said October. Threaten me. I said October. Did I not say October? I can pick hey, any. What month is it? Oh, it's October. I can pick any movie I want, and I'm picking Hocus Pocus. I'm not picking Dragon. You don't have to like it. You just have to watch it and review it. Those are the rules of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Nobody's making you yay it. 